Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome again for another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling with your host, Sylvie Do and coach Sylvie. So today we're going to be talking about stamina versus endurance. Do you have better stamina or do you have better endurance? Or do you have better endurance or do you have better stamina? What does all mean? And um, do you have both of them? Can you easily, effectively engage in having stamina and endurance together? Because sometimes we have athletes who are better at stamina, which is, I would like to equate stamina to like a crit race. And then endurance would be like a road race or an endurance athlete. And I'm sure you can make those distinctions. So let's dive in because, you know, here's the the official uh, description of um, what is stamina. So sustained, um, the capacity to sustain an exercise for extended period of time. Now, then a period of time we... Sometimes I was like, wow, does that mean like an hour? I would say that means like a good minute to three minutes, like a full out freaking sprint, like track racers, like hardcore stamina. Um, And then, you know, when um, stamina, here's the description of stamina is the mental and physical ability to sustain an activity for a long period of time. So it's like the process of delivery of energy to the body. So when I think about that, I think about all out sprints, like crits, like, um, you know, something can sustain for, you know, 15 seconds to about three minutes. So you know how you do like those three minutes um, interval, three minute, uh, time trial test to see how fast it can go. So that's like stamina. And then we got endurance. So your body's physical capacity to sustain an exercise for an extended. So it's like an extended. So we're talking like 120 kilometer road race. We're talking about like Tour de France, uh, endurance based type stuff. So here are some things. Let's just talk about um, endurance and ways to build, um, endurance. So it's also, this is like, you know, the process and delivery of oxygen to our body. So we need oxygen for a long period of time, oxygen, your muscles need oxygen to function and where stamina, you need full out fuel, like fat for energy because of the 
need for like high intensity um, acceleration. So let's think about five ways to build your endurance. The first one is fueling. Like people think it's all about the training. And if you'll notice that I am going to talk all about food, recovery and sleep before I even mention training. So that is an indicator that if you're not, if you're doing the reverse, like you're all about the training and not about the energy and the, the fuel you're putting in your body, then there's a disconnect as to what's going on, right? So first one, think about your fuel. To really have good endurance, you need to take the most of your internal, like internal reserves. This is the glycogen uh, to the muscles, liver, glucose to the bloodstream and triglycerides, which fat stored in the muscles and all the important bigger storage of body fat. So, you know, which, you know, is those fuel tanks is the most responsible for keeping you riding. So right, long endurance, like you're talking like six hours. What are you going to do to fuel yourself to be at the optimum peak performance to be able to sustain yourself for six hours? Let's just say three hours could be your endurance ride, um, but you need to be fueling yourself so that you're always, you got sustained energy, right? So fuel, what are you eating? What are you eating? Is it the right thing? Like, is it giving you the energy you need? Now, nap number two is increase your carbohydrate intake. Now, a lot of people think that taking protein shake is the way to go. And let's just say protein is left for recovery, okay? Leave it out. It's not to be taken beforehand. It's not to be taken during or mixed with, car with carbohydrates. Yes, it's okay. But it's a very slow release energy source. And when you're in endurance, you might use a little bit of that, but stamina, definitely not. You need like immediate energy and protein is not it. So you leave it for afterwards for the recovery phase, right? So, so you can talk about, um, you know, carb loading, you know, that's an in out thing. Um, I really, um, we'll talk more about number three, which eat, eat an early pre-ride breakfast. Now, if we're talking about endurance ride, like say you're going out for a century or even like, you know, a 60K road ride or race. And I have always um, in race situations start eating earlier so that I get the optimum glycogen stores stocked up so that I have maximal energy for my endurance ride. And if you go into Ray Friel's or Joe Friel's um, uh, cycling training Bible, it talks about the consumption of carbs ahead of time and being able to consume a lot before you start. So that means starting earlier. And when I used to race, I would start eating breakfast or pre-race 
meal like four hours ahead of time. But there was a schedule. First meal, you know, and then like four hours, then another at three, then another at one, and then half an hour beforehand. But also in these four hours, you're waking up, you're getting ready, you're packing, you're going to the race area, you're starting to warm up. So there's a, there's like a plan to it, you know, and in that time, you're consuming and you're digesting and you're storing it up for the event. So pre-ride breakfast. And now what I do is that I, um, I have now migrated to uh, something else. I use a pre-event meal replacement shake that I make into a robust meal, about 500 calories. And I will drink that beforehand and then I'll have something after and I'll definitely carry things with me. And so I found that that has better served me now that I don't have to plan that 200 calorie meal, that another 200 calorie meal or 300, 200, 100, 100 to make up like 800 calories. And um, so that's just like really think about what you're eating before you start. Now, number four, stay topped up throughout your ride. And that goes without saying, like electrolytes and water, two different bottles, make sure you have electrolytes in there. And the ones that I use are highly are full of minerals that help my body actually absorb the water. That's really important because if you're hydrating, you're just drinking water and it's like sloshing around, you know. That's not absorbing, right? Because it's just sitting in your stomach. Um, so have a good electrolyte that has minerals in it that help the water absorb into your system. Now, for me, we've got the pre-breakfast taken care of. Now, what are you going to bring on the ride? And I always like have 100 calories for every 45 minutes to an hour. Now, if you're out for a four-hour ride, that's four snacks plus one or two two extras just in case you know because um you, your friend might need something you might get flats you might be out there longer you might get lost whatever the case bring more more is better than less you know you do not want to run out of food on the ride or the race for that matter even if there is a food zone train your body for endurance see number five that's the last one train your body it's like, what are you doing beforehand to get yourself ready? Um, and so this is another thing. Mark out your goals and start your training plan leading back. So, you know, what are you doing with the weeks, months leading up to your endurance ride? If it's an event, like if you're going out and say, okay, well, even like a century, that's an event. You don't want to just say, hey, um, this weekend, I think I'm going to ride for 180K and I've never done over 60. That might be a bad idea. Um, so make sure that you're, you gradually build your body up. And sometimes, you know, that might take a full season. It might take a year. If you're just a beginner, you're going to start with 20, then move to 40, then 60. And maybe that's the end of your season. And then you're going to train a little bit through the winter so that you can start at 40, 60, 
or go to 60, uh, 80, 100, 120. You know, so there are things that you can do smartly so that you don't wreck your body to move to build your endurance. And then, it, you know, always think about your nutrition. And I'm going to add a bonus of sleep and recovery. Make sure you're always putting in your rest days. Those are so important. Um, I cannot even tell you, you want me to refer to all these other podcast episodes that I've done on rest, recovery, sleep, nutrition, blah. So, all right. And that will lead into also pick people, the right people to ride with. Okay. Don't always go out with the fast guys. That's not, that's going to make you fitter, but in the long run, it's not going to really over, I would say do those long fast rides, like maybe twice a month. Okay. Like really the ones that really bring you out of your comfort zone. That is going to help you get fitter. The other ones you have, like maybe a really hard, um, you know, uh, hill interval you do. And then your endurance ride is like your zone two. Um, with your friends, with your groups, things like that. Okay, so that leads us into stamina. How are we gonna do stamina? Okay, so stamina, energy, you need immediate energy. Um, where uh, endurance, you're like got energy over a long period of time. You can sustain that for, um, you know, extended period. This is like a shorter, longer period, right? So number one, do short interval workouts. So that's your 15, 45, 30, 30, 45, 15, those types of workouts. So you build up your interval, your intensity, um, the stamina to go harder, longer on those little short intervals. Okay. So that, you know, creates adaptive skeletal muscles that promote increased stamina. How do you like that? Okay, number two, do some longer rides. So, of course, within all those short and tense rides, we're going to talk about the 80-20 rule, 80% endurance, 20% intensity. So, when I was talking about short interval rides, that's your 20%. So, if you're going out, say, for, you know, say you're, like, doing 10 hours a week of cycling, two hours should be dedicated to those intervals and hill repeats. And then the rest is all endurance based. All right. I know it's not the other way around. Okay. Number three, start small, go big. So set those realistic goals, right? Start short interval workouts, short, moderately paced workouts, set weekly, monthly, yearly goals for yourself um, based on where, like, what you'd like to do. Maybe it's working your way towards racing maybe you just want to get crazy fast on short rides whatever it is make sure that it makes sense to you so you're not going from zero to hero in like two months because it ain't going to happen okay lifting weight this really helps with creating stamina um so many cyclists never set foot in the gym but thinking about extra muscle mass weight you know, think that 
to, you know, weigh yourself down. But imagine you could change your, your body mass, but not your body weight. And in a lot of instances, that happens. That will happen. You'll change fat to muscle. You'll create muscle mass, which weighs more than fat. And in essence, you are getting stronger. And that's something that I do every winter uh, for um, over a decade. Once I started racing, I'll get into the gym and I would train strength with my cycling and I'll come out leaner, faster and stronger every season. Um, so it's resistance training is highly effective for overloading the muscles. If you want to do that, because think about overloading those muscles on those sprints, right? You have to tax them to get, to get, you know, faster. If you could strengthen your muscles to do that, then that's a win-win strengthen those main, main cycling muscles, the hamstrings, quads, glutes, not to mention your upper body and your core. Core is huge for being able to hold onto your, your handlebars and not do all the rocking around and just really um, allow the energy um, and strength from your legs to do all the work. Not like all your upper body, but you do need it. Um, think about it. Just think about it next time you're on the bike and you're just like kind of flopping all over the place, like engage the abs. Think about what your shoulders are doing when you're climbing out of the saddle, when you're pulling on your handlebars, when you're sprinting, things like that. So building these muscles are key. And also women, ladies, you cannot um, rely on cycling to keep your overall fitness. It's cardio. For us, we have to think of um, strong bones and muscles, and therefore you must strength train. Have you ever seen those ladies who like, cycle forever, but they're like got stringy arms and they have no muscle mass? And if they were to probably fall over, they would probably break something immediately. So you you want to think about that. Cardio is important. Strength training in the winter is really important to keep your muscles strong. Okay, number five, make time for recovery. Gosh, do you see a trend? However, they did not talk about nutrition in this one. But so building stamina isn't all about what you do quite often. It's about what you don't do. Overtraining can stall your progress. So if you think going out there doing more is better, mm, thank you, Kim. Um, so overtraining can stall your progress and lead to fatigue and injury. And then you get depressed because then you can't do anything. You ever hit that? Oh my gosh, I pulled a hamstring, a quad, something, something. I can't ride anymore on my feet, my ankles. And maybe it's because you've been doing too much. You know, your body's like, fucking slow down. You don't need to be doing Swiss badges every freaking weekend. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Another thing is stretching and mobility work, flexibility. Um, you know, how many people have super tight hamstrings and can't even straighten their leg? You know how much energy you could be spelling, like extra power that that is like bent up in those tight muscles that you could be using and applying a lot. So 
make sure that you know you warm up your bike, do do some stretching, watching walking lunges, um, um, you know, get into some yoga stretches. These are really important. Make sure that you your back isn't tight, your hamstrings aren't tight, your glutes and calves, everything on your legs, basically. So with that, oh, ha, this one has six. Don't forget about diet and sleep. Ah, so with stamina, you have six steps. With endurance, you have five plus my bonus. And so, yeah, number six. Don't forget diet, sleep, eating a healthy diet and getting enough sleep are integral and important stamina improving are important for improving stamina about everything. Uh, fatigue off the bike will only lead to more fatigue on the bike. So if you're freaking tired, you're tired. So last Saturday, last Sunday, I had this interval ride and it was an hour and 45. And I thought like, you know, I had psyched myself up before I even got on the bike. But when I got on the bike, the first set of intervals, I wasn't even close to where they wanted me to train. And I'm like, I was so tired. I called it a day after 45 minutes. I still had an hour and I didn't feel guilty because like, what was the point of me doing the rest of that workout when I couldn't even hit the numbers to start, it would have been pointless, right? And then it would fatigue me for the rest of this week. And why would I do that? You know, I have a lot of things to do, um, training this week. And if I put myself out and overexert myself there, you know, people might think, well, you know, maybe you just push it through. No, I'm not into that. I respect my body way too much. And um, so, with that, you also have to think about being nutrient poor diet. Thinking you've got to eat like a bird and train like, I don't know, like a tiger, like gazelle, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you have to match it. If you're not recovering properly and eating the right foods, like your protein shakes after your recovery shake and eating highly nutritious food, you are going to drain the nutrients and you're going to be tired. You're not going to sleep well. You're not going to have good workouts. And is that worth it to, you know, um, skip a couple meals, things like that? It's not. I see this all the time. You know, what? It's expensive buying good food. Yeah. But if you want to do great things with your cycling, you have to eat well. And that means buying good food or buy some really good supplements that can do the job. You have to pick, right? Um, so a nutrient-poor diet won't pro provide the fuel you need to keep going. Be sure to get at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night. I'm kind of around seven. And eat a, a, a diet rich in fresh fruit, veggies, whole grains, lean protein, healthy fats and vegetable oils, nuts and seeds. Did I catch everything? So with that, decide where you are. Or maybe you're some of both. And but if you didn't notice the crossover and some of the things, 
<laughs> that are very similar, then I think you better listen to the podcast again or episode because other than the training differences, um, you got to think about food, recovery, and and sleep. And with that, have an amazing training summer and maybe go back and look at your program and look at what you have in the fridge and how you feel currently. Are you doing too much? Are you doing too little? Um, when was the last time you had a really solid week of, you know, five meals a day and felt really full of energy? It's time to reassess and don't let it go too long without doing that because your body will ultimately stop you in your tracks and then you're going to be upset. So with that, have an amazing weekend. Um, happy Easter, everybody. Be good to your body and set yourself up for success this summer. Take care. And don't forget to put on your notifications, please. Love a five-star review if you have questions. Um, and uh, putting out a review and putting five stars, two different things. So if you could do both, that would be amazing. Don't forget to put your notifications on and share with somebody who you think is might be struggling in the department of proper fueling and nutrition, sleep and recovery, maybe even workouts. I don't know. But have an amazing day, guys. Take care. Oh, and I say thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. We've hit over 50 episodes, over 5,000 downloads. And I'm just super excited. I, I can't tell you how much I absolutely love doing this podcast for you guys. So again, if you have any extraordinary people, um, send them my way. Love to hear from them. Love to put them on the podcast. Um, anyways, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.